Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 18. It's Monday, June 15th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Let's introduce the rest of the crew. Across the table, I've got Laddie, the host of Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the Morning on Q107.5. Yes, sir. What's up, dog? In the studio today, mate. All right. On the phone, I got my good buddy of 20 years, Bo Brady. Hey, now. Yo, yo. Thank everybody for listening. Thank you. Let's have a little fun, talk a little hoops. Today on the podcast, we've got a little NBA news. We've got a movie that I watched. I actually watched a couple movies this week, and we'll talk about those a little bit. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops, H A U S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. And you can call us any time of the day at 901 300 6575. Hope y'all enjoy the podcast. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? What up? What up? 
Everybody doing all right? Yeah, living the COVID life. Yeah? Everybody okay over there, Bo? Yeah. Actually, our cases are dropping in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, whereas Memphis, is, I saw cases are on the rise. Ooh, they are and on Sh- the way up. In Shelby County, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just reported tests. That's not even people that don't know they have it or anything like that. It's uh, pretty crazy. They were going to reopen the city a little bit and go into the next phase. And this morning, they actually nixed that idea. They're going to delay it. So you guys are not not going into phase three. You're staying in phase two. That's what I saw. Mm -hmm. Which is fine by me. I don't care, personally. I uh, could go either way on it, really. Uh, Whatever's the safest way to do it, let's do that. Whatever makes the most sense. I mean, the politicians, they got to cover their ass. If they reopen things too soon and all hell breaks out, they're going to get the blame. Yep, so yep, I, yep. I get it. It's all political. It has nothing to do with what's right or what's scientific. It's like all politics. It's crazy. That's good to hear about Minnesota. I heard earlier that where they're supposed to do the basketball tournament in Orlando, the cases are like skyrocketing. That yeah, that's, that's worrisome. And, one of my buddies just flew down there to get away from it all. Mm. Shout out, Webb. Oh, Webb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So then he's going to go back where he's from, carrying COVID. Well, I heard anecdotally <laughs> that that the airplanes have not been big contributors to spread the spread of that, that they do, re- they do bring in new air. They don't recir- recycle the air. So that's fine. But if he contracts the virus while he's out of town, right? if, if he's out, of, yeah, he said he went to Taco Bell in Orlando and that no one had masks on. And it was actually the president's birthday. They were all just like celebrating his birthday in the streets. And oh. it, was, uh, it was quite the same. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine Webb. Like, I don't know. It seems like he seems like the type of person that wouldn't want to do anything. He'd be terrified. <laughs> Is that a misconception? No, I, I, I'm. Well, they've. He's been really cautious. He hasn't like there was. Um, he, they wanted him to go back into the office at his work, and then they had. They ended up having some positive cases, and I know that he said that they were getting groceries delivered and whatnot. So, mm. a little surprised he chose to go down to Orlando, but happy he's getting some reprieve. Yeah, and he's got a. He's got a daughter, right? Yeah. So she, what did they go to Disney, Disney World or something? I don't, I don't think so. I think his in-laws have a house down there, and they're just staying at the house. No one else is there. All right. What up, Webb? Hope he's listening. Shout out. You think he's listening? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Webb. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Webb's we, a cool guy. He's just a little out there. Who are we talking about? <laughs> I wish he'd call us and leave us a voicemail or something. Ooh, speaking of that, what's I'll, that phone number? Oh yeah, I'll have, yeah, I'll have to get him to leave us some voicemails. Web, it's 901-365-75. I actually wouldn't mind having him on the show sometime. When uh, basketball starts up, maybe he can talk about... Uh, he's a Boston fan up there, right? I mean, I know he watches the Grizzlies, but he keeps up with yeah, Boston. he follows the Celtics. Yeah. In, Ro- in Rhode Island. I wouldn't Ooh, mind hearing... Island. I wouldn't mind hearing from him. Yeah. We'll get him on sometime. We got to. He's an old friend of me and Bo. We all know each other from... High school. I think you've known Webb before high school. Yeah, since I was two years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, okay, since you were two? 
Yeah. You guys are, are you guys related in some way? Cousins or something? Yeah. So we're cousins by marriage. His, uh, my aunt, my dad's sister is married to his mom's brother. If you can visualize that relation, that connection. Yeah, sure. <laughs> See, I'll have like family functions together. They're out, out back there was some, in the woodshed. There was some cross, there's some woodshed crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Across the river in Arkansas. Nice. All right. <laughs> So, uh, according to my calculations, there's 44 days till possible hoops. Possible hoops. Possible hoops. I say that because we really don't know yet. Assuming everything goes as planned. 44 days. It would have been 45, but they moved it up one day to the 30th instead of the 31st. Yep. Before we get into hoops, though, Bo, did you watch, going back to net last week, did you watch Uncut Gems? I actually haven't had a chance to finish it yet. Oh. Well, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> well, fuck that then. Uh, let's go to earlier this week on Monday, the NBA and the NBPA agreed to conduct performance-enhancing drug tests during a season, but they will not test for recreational drugs. Amen. That will remain suspended. They use suspended so they can try to bring it back. But uh, my opinion on the matter is the NBA may have a hard time taking away something they've just given to the players. What like, do you mean? So you're going to say it's okay now, but it's not okay later? What, to smoke weed? Basically. It seems that way. Now they need to let them smoke forever. I mean, if forever, it comes ever. down to smoking weed or using opiates, sure. For smoking weed. We discussed this on a previous episode. Right. But as an owner of a team, do you really want a whole team full of potheads? No. Because it does affect people differently. We know that. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky little thing. But in my experience, once you give something to somebody, it's kind of hard to take it away. So they're saying now that they are a, they're not testing for that. So basically, it's kind of like we're not telling you to go smoke. But if it comes up on a drug test, you're not going to be reprimanded. Well, yeah, they're not testing for it at all. So you can smoke. Yeah. Good. Well, until further notice, Yeah, it appears. Um, but they are going to test for performance PEDs, which makes sense. You yeah. know, that's, that's cheating. I don't right. think smoking weed is cheating. No, no. Uh, so that was an interesting headline from earlier this week. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they're trying to change because if they change that little bit, that could possibly do something in the future. Well, yeah, and you saw, we saw the uh, NFL. Check me if I'm wrong, but I think they've just done away with it completely. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, Bo, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't think they should be drug testing for marijuana. I, I mean, I think that maybe teams can have individual policies, but, I, you know, maybe that's a bad idea. It has to be a league-wide policy. I mean, these guys are professionals. You have to presume that they're going to – you know, they don't show up to, unless you're Vin Baker, you don't show up to work drunk. Uh, Steven Jackson says he get, he got high before games. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. That's And that was, well, it was Don Nelson in those those days. Don and Nelson did was beat, probably high before games, by the way. <laughs> probably. Man, you know that dude smokes weed. Yeah, there was a, yeah, I think he was uh, an advocate of it. Absolutely. I think there's been a lot of players that smoke weed during the season. 
I don't know how many were showing up to practice or games high. Hey, we had Bonzi Wells. I think that was kind of the feud with Mike Fratello and Bonzi. Bonzi got benched when he was playing here. Right. I think that some of that was. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate for marijuana. That's a fact. But, like, I, I don't think the guys need to go smoke the day before a game. But when they get done playing the game, they can go smoke. I don't give it. I don't care. As long as they're doing their job. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, I mean, if they use it. Well, where do you draw the line? I mean, it's just like alcohol. It's just like alcohol. I go in and do yeah, a job. Yeah. I'm not drinking when I'm doing it. But I mean, if I'm right. if I'm hanging out at a party, yeah, I may go. I'm going to drink alcohol. If I'm going to go out to go drink, I'm going to do that. I mean, I drink. Or if you got a night off in town, you just want to take an edible and play Xbox in your hotel room. Nothing's wrong with that. I drink a beer, at least a beer after pretty much every single shift that I work. Right. Just to take the edge off and relax a little bit. But but you're a, an adult. You yeah. are responsible. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make you basically not do your job the next day. Right. I think it's the exact same thing for them. I think that they're adults. I think they know what's going on. I have no problem with weed. I think they're smart enough to be like, well, I probably don't really need to like get smoke a blunt before or, or well, smoke two blunts or eat an edible before the day of a game. Well, some of these guys are like 20 years old, though. And, and, and they're going to learn that. And they're going to learn the hard way. But like, I mean, I, would it be happening? Would they show up to a game high? Possibly. Yeah. And what do you do? As long as they're getting me 20 a game, I got no fucking problem. <laughs> well, that's the thing. What if they're not? <laughs> well, then, right, right. And, 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 and I, I agree. Then it's like, all right, now you have to drug test. Dude, just let them go. Assume they're going to be adults with it. And then if you don't basically police it, then it's going to be like, why do I need it? Who cares? That's the whole point about things. When my parents got all, don't smoke, don't drink, don't do this. Then when they found out they were cool with it, I'm like, all right, well, it doesn't see as rebellious anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like all the people in California or all these legal states, it's, they were doing something so bad. Now you can go to the store and pick up weed. It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I don't really need it today. Uh, I see what you're saying. It's not like a, uh, it's almost like not a cool thing to do. Yes. Yes. Like, let's go be bad. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. No, but you're right. Like, I think that's, I think that's exactly how it is. So I don't think this really changes anything anyway, because the, the penalties for getting, Pop with one drug test during the season were pretty minimal. Yeah, yeah I don't it's think like three they were games even, or something, right? I don't think they were yeah. even telling us about it. I think the no, league I don't was think. just covering up most of it. So if dudes are going to get high and go play ball, they're already doing it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point for sure. But they're uh, they're just saying right now, like fuck it, whatever you need to do to keep your morale up, like we're going to allow it. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I think the NBA is taking a step in the right direction with that. 100%. I think the whole country is too. I do wonder often if it'll ever be federally legalized. I, I, I hope. <laughs> I hope. I mean. I think there's too much money to be involved, dude. I think that, I think at the end of the day, there's too much money. You just got to get some of those old heads out of office, dude. Money as in taxable income Absolutely. or tax, taxable revenue? Absolutely. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And it's safer for your kid. I don't want to go to a rant, but it's safer for your kids. It's safer for everybody. Reality is everybody smokes weed pretty much. You know what I'm saying? At least probably 51% of the country probably smokes weed. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do about all the people that are in jail for minor marijuana? A lot of offenses? them are not in, in country, in states right now who have locked up people. They've actually let a lot of them go. Mm-hmm. And what they're working on now is actually giving them money for... Okay. For being like, well, guess what? Now, yeah. I think freedom's. Sorry, a, you lost all kinds of shit. Right. 
But at least you lost, they're getting them out. You lost your family. You lost your job. You lost your money. Right. Sorry. Like, that's fucked. Right. But, but at least they're out. At least they're out now, which is a good thing. They should have never been in, in, in there. But and, and in then, some states, they're not doing that, though. I know. And that's the problem. That's crazy. They need to. They should let them all out. I think so. But they shouldn't arrest God people for damn, weed charges. When you go to prison, you lose a lot more than... I mean, you lose a lot. Oh, yeah. You lose everything. Absolutely. I mean, that could break a man. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, at some point. But I know in our city, unless you've got serious weight on you, like, cops are totally looking the other way. They are, they are not concerned. You, you just got to tell them about it. If you lie to them, they're gonna give you a more a harder time about it. But right, right. If you just tell them, look, man, I got a little personal stash on me or whatever. Sure. I don't think you're getting in much trouble. Right, right. At all. I think they might take it away from you. They might take it, and then you leave. You go on about your business. Anyway, let's move on. Earlier this week, it was reported that up to 40 to 50 NBA players invited to the Orlando bubble to play basketball say they don't want to go. That's a lot of players that are saying that. Maybe it's the entire Spurs roster. Uh, There's a couple key guys that are speaking out uh one being the obvious that anybody that follows basketball has seen Kyrie Irving saying he doesn't want to go and I I guess his angle is he doesn't want to take attention away from the controversy involving police brutality social injustices uh black lives matter there's other people that are concerned with Health, COVID-19, health concerns. There's other players that are concerned with being away from family members for months on end. I mean, you're looking at a minimum of, I think, like two to three months or something. That's understandable. It's a, it's a tough, tough thing to, to comment on really, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Oh, we're just hanging out and talking hoops and this is hoops oriented. I think if LeBron plays, then everybody else is going to play basically so does patrick beverly yeah i guess oh, that's where i saw that it was patrick beverly mm-hmm. that quoted that shout out to pat bev mm-hmm. um i think he's right on that i've also seen elsewhere this is not my original thought but that that the platform those guys have when there's nothing else going on mm-hmm. is pretty great mm-hmm. and the nba is going to give them some freedom of expression, I would think. So, so right now we're talking about the angle of the attention coming off of police brutality. That's what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. all right, we'll start with that one. Can we start with getting me a beer, please? Do you mind if I have one? Yes. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, so nice. yes I got you. <laughs> Sorry, if we're going to get into this. Thank you. Bo, I see your point. They can use basketball to get their point across, the players. There's going to be tons of media attention. So sitting out, you don't get that media attention. If you don't play, not only are you not getting paid, but you're not going to be able to use the media and the uh, platform. Yeah, the platform. It's a good, po- it's a good point. To I get your good point across. Point. Well, a lot of those guys have they've gone out and been part of protests. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like that has made the news, but 
if LeBron James gives a post game interview or whoever gives a post game interview, that that's going to be make just as much news as a protest, if not more. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I don't. And, and yeah. also, what Garrett Temple said, who's the he's the vice president of the Players Association, he said that there are not that many black millionaires out there. Mm-hmm. This is our chance to contribute in many different ways, and. You know, I, I I understand what Kyrie's saying, but is he just being an agitator? Mm-hmm. Is he just being? Is he just trying to be punk rock Kyrie and yeah. just be counter? Right, I, that that could be possible. I mean, he is the guy that had the big flat Earth controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the that's best. kind of that's kind of his his shtick is that he does do that. He does stir the pot, and that's not a bad thing. No, I mean, we do need the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad he's not the president of the Players Association, Kyrie. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's a distraction, like people playing sports. I don't think it's a distraction. That's kind of where Kyrie's coming from, is that he doesn't want people to be distracted by it, by, by entertainment and sports. It'd be interesting to see how he felt if they were, if he was in the finals. Like, I think the finals would have been over by now, but if he had been a team in the finals, would he want to stop playing mid-finals yeah. to put attention onto the Black Lives Matter movement? Would, he's, would he want to stop? I don't know. I think maybe because there's a break right now and they're trying to start it back up, that maybe he's using that as an uh, opportunity mm-hmm. to try to make a point. But but what you were talking about what you were talking about with Patrick Beverly and LeBron, the major consensus in the league, I think, aside from a few guys that have spoken out, is that when the top players say it's time to play, when Bron says it's time to play, it's game time. Like it's going down. If you don't want to go play, then you have the option to not play. That's what the league is giving them. They're saying, look, if you don't want to go for whatever the reason is, you don't have to go. You're not going to get paid. That's where they're at, but which is cool. I mean, they should give them that option. If if you are concerned about your health, if you're concerned about the health of the people around you, yeah, don't go. But there's, I think there's a bigger problem. Letty, what were you going to say? So during their medal ceremony in the Olympic Stadium in Mexico City on October 16th, 1968, Two African-American athletes, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, each raised the black glove fist Mm -hmm. during the playing of the U.S. National Anthem, the Star-Spangled Banner. Mm -hmm. While on the podium, Smith and Carlos, who had won gold and bronze medals respectively in the 200-meter running event in the 1968 Summer Olympics, turned to face the flag and then kept their hands raised until the anthem had finished. In addition, Smith, Carlos, and Australian silver medalist Peter Norman all wore human rights badges on their jackets. That is one of the most iconic symbols in the history of sports. Oh yeah, I remember that. Well, I, don't, I wasn't there, but <laughs> I remember I've seen it. Right, and that's and that's the deal. So, so um, then it says is in his autobiography, Silent Gesture, Smith gesture. Smith stated that the gesture was not a black power salute, but a rather a human rights salute. The demonstration is regarded as what mo- is one of the most overly political statements in the history of modern Olympics. Mm. Were they, I don't remember, did they get stripped of those medals because of that? I, I don't know. I could 
look a little bit more. But but the whole point, right, is if you're not there to do it, you're not there to show your support and to move forward. Right. If they don't, if they skip the Olympics because of the controversy, then they don't get to go on the podium and they don't get to get their view, their point across. They don't get to raise their fists. It says that uh, if the, they're not there. The two U.S. athletes received their medals shoeless, but wearing black socks to represent black poverty. Mm-hmm. Smith wore a black scarf around his neck to represent black pride. Carlos had his tracksuit top unzipped to show solidarity with all blue-collar workers in the U.S. and wore a necklace of beads, which described, we are for those individuals that were killed and, and, uh, and, and basically bad things happened to him. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That's huge, dude. That is one of the biggest things and everybody knows about in the entire world. Yeah, and they were able to use their platform right. to so, speak out. So the reality is this, is if you don't play, you won't be able to get seen to show your support and mm-hmm. to change people's minds. LeBron's been doing a great job. He's been an advocate for it like he should, Greg Popovich, all these guys. I really do believe from the bottom of my heart that that is the right way to do it. The right way is to use the attention you get from your sport or whatever it is, your platform, and to use that time to demonstrate what you believe in. Also on the flip side, Carl Anthony Towns' mother died of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I understand to a point if it's like, dude, I don't want to be involved with this. Mm-hmm. This is my history. Dude, if my mom died of it, I'm pretty positive I wouldn't go play. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, and that's, the, that's another concern is health. But – if you aren't worried about that and you want to tackle some of the social injustices that are going on right now and you want to make a statement, if you want to prove that we need change, mm-hmm. showing up to the event is a perfect opportunity because it will give you the platform. The NBA is probably one of the greatest organizations when it comes to advancement, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's just pro yeah. everything. It's just pro everything. Oh, yeah. There, there, there's it's a there's, player's league for sure. Right. And – Adam Silver does a great job. He will let all of them protest the way that they want to, and they're mm-hmm. going to do it respectively. They're going to make a point. And I think that if you have a stage and you have an in day, it, night in, night out, all these different teams coming together and the word is solidarity, mm-hmm. I, it's a no-brainer. That's exactly what I think they should do. I think you're right. I, I agree with you on that for sure. It's a tough one. There's, there's so many things going against it. That it almost looks like it could be canceled at any time. But I think the money involved at the end of the day is going to rule the conversation. The league could lose a couple billion dollars if they don't play. And TV deals, endorsements, everything. I think the money's going to – like, if a guy doesn't want to play, I honestly, like, it's insensitive as it may come off. I don't mean to be, but, like, he'll be replaced. That's that right. Like there's a guy waiting for an opportunity to play in the NBA. There's a business to be run, and they know that. The owners know that. The mm-hmm. advertisers know that. But the players know that. So yep. now it's at a point of, well, should I sit out the rest of these couple of games because due because of the coronavirus or because of I feel about social injustices and I'm not, you know, they got a big they got a big decision to make. But guess what? You know, I can't think you nailed it. If they decide to go on with the league, dude, you can stay home because someone else is going to play. Yeah, I think so. And I don't mean to sound insensitive by saying that. Right, right, right. But, I mean, Kyrie was already not going to play in 
they've been and the Nets have been given the opportunity to replace his roster spot already because of injury. Okay, so what do you think about Dwight Howard, Bo? What do you think about Dwight Howard piggybacking off him and saying the same thing, saying, hey, man, I kind of agree with him. I don't think we should go. Well, Dwight Howard's a follower. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> That's what it looks like. I think they have every right to, to say and do the things that they're they're saying. But like Jeff said, they're, they're replaceable as far as there's another guy ready to take your spot. Right. And the owners are going to let this keep rolling. This is not – the NBA is not going to go away. The stuff that social unrest is all about is nothing new at all. No. It's back to the – history of humanity right like you said like this is like laddie brought up with that iconic olympic photo Mm -hmm. like this is this is a good chance to to have you have your voice heard on a huge platform Uh, you know and if dwight doesn't want to play and he wants to make a statement then by all means do that same with i mean Kyrie. it's easy for him to say this because he's injured i guess the only thing that gets me about the Kyrie thing is that, like, if you weren't going to play regardless, you know, then, like, are you speaking – then who are you speaking for? Do you know what I'm saying? Now, does he have to go down there with the team? Because that's making a statement as well. But if he wasn't planning on playing and he says, yeah, I think we're going down, there's this and, and that, and he's basically against it, well, who's he speaking for? It's just so tough because the way I see it, you've got three things going against the players – whether you agree with it or not, you've got controversy on three levels with the health, being away from family members, and police brutality issues. So that's a lot of things going against playing. I think when it comes down to it, I really do think it's about the money. And I think it's about you've got LeBron who is running out of time to win championships. And he is the 100% the voice of the league. He's the guy that everybody follows and listens to. What LeBron says goes, really. It's so weird to say that, but... (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's the reality. I mean, what about people that don't even watch sports? You know? People that don't watch sports at all. Are they going to be affected by you not playing? Does that change the Black Lives Matter movement? No. Not everybody that's protesting about these things watches sports at all you're just a small fraction of it i think i don't think it solves anything to sit out i don't think it solves anything to shut down the league and not play i don't think it solves the problem i don't think i don't think it gains any more attention and i don't think it solves anything well i think if they want if they think by sitting out like a big name sitting out is going to make a difference mm-hmm. and that's what they want to do, then they should do that. Mm-hmm. But the owners did not become billionaires by not conducting business. Like regardless of what we think and what they think, the owners are going to let this happen. They're, they're going to let basketball happen. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, what's weird is that like somebody like Kyrie's got money, got accolades, He's, 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 let's say just good financially. Well, there's some guys out there who are fighting for a roster spot for next year, for next season. These dudes are out there hungry. They want to get back out. They probably know, you know what? If this thing starts, I can wear whatever type of shirt that I want to wear to, um, show my feelings about whatever situation. 
Mm-hmm. I can I can protest my way that I want to. I can have a voice, but also I can help my game out. I can get a paycheck. I can and also hopefully get a roster stop spot for next year. So there's a lot of different things going on out there right now. You know, yeah. people got a lot of stuff going on thinking about. There's also a big group of players, I completely forgot about this, that are concerned about their health and that they don't want to get hurt. Because they're up, a lot of guys are up for big contracts next right, year. Right, right. There's a like uh, Jason Tatum, guys like that are up for big contract renewals, and they're concerned about playing, not playing for so long, and then coming back and playing a whole bunch of games. Here's my question for both of you: Do you think the players care about the season, or do you think they've already forfeited and they're just done to get and just waiting for next year? No, I think uh, there's a lot of there's the young guys are. I think want to play and you've got people you've got teams that worked hard all season that are fighting for a championship I think they want to play uh, yeah I think they want to play too yeah I think that, I mean you know even in Memphis those dudes want to get on the court together especially with Justice Winslow like Jaws out there playing with high school players right now yeah I saw that Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he can't do that anymore because somebody. And you know what? <laughs> oh, the, did they put a, the kibosh on that? Yeah, they uh, the Grizzlies put an end to that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't uh, be playing pickup ball with a bunch of random people, dude. You're rookie of the year in the NBA. We're gonna need you to like it's that play a playoff game, dude. It's that, and it's they're not conducting proper protocol as far as the COVID nineteen uh, quarantines and whatnot, like. No, you can't be doing that. Right, and you know, so this piggybacks on the greater point. What was John? The greater point of playing basketball is a good thing for making statements. What What did John Morant make the news for this week? Oh yeah, he uh, went to take down the statues yeah, out there yeah. at his college. Yeah, out at Murray State, he want he uh, basically Ace. is asking them to take down some statues or a statue. So, you know, you can use your platform I love as a successful yeah. athlete to make social change. Yeah, and uh, John Morant realizes that. I think John Morant's a guy that would realize, like, if we're not there playing basketball, we don't have an outlet. Like, if we don't play in the NBA at all, we lose that out- outlet. We lose that media attention. Uh, going back to the... Uh, NBA's top young players, they're seeking a league finance insurance protection. So uh, hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake in contract extensions for next year. Wow. Now, I guess Friday they had a call with officials about possibly getting this uh, insurance policy to protect them against career-threatening injuries in Orlando. So the group of players that this is basically talking about is guys like De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, uh, all members of the 2017 draft class will be eligible for rookie extensions soon. Hmm. That's an interesting thing. I hope the NBA puts a little money out there for them to get the insurance policy that they are asking for. Makes sense to me. But right now, the NBA is just bleeding cash. How much you know money do they have to spend? I don't know. How much in the red are they willing to go for these for the players? We'll see. Well, that'll be something to keep an eye on. If you don't go to Orlando and play, would you consider that maybe turning your back on the fans? I think any decision you make, you're going to make somebody upset. 
Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way, the way that it is, you know, because still there's people out there. Like, I mean, even today in Memphis, it's like, Oh, we're going to go to phase three. Well, oops, we're not. And there's, you know, more people worried about this situation rather than that situation or this situation rather than that situation. Yeah. And when I was talking about earlier that a lot of people don't even watch sports, like there's a group of people, there's a part of the country and the world that don't give a damn about basketball. Shame on them. And I don't think that playing basketball or not playing basketball is a big enough uh, distraction to take the focus off of all of the injustices in the world. I don't think it's a big enough thing to distract people right. from what is going on out there. I don't think it's big enough to take the focus off of the issues on at hand. These issues are much bigger than basketball. So that's why, I mean, that's why it looks like that's why Kyrie said that. That's the whole point. That's ex- his exact whole point. Is what? Is what you just said. Everything you said that I, you don't know if these issues are, are bigger than basketball. And that's what he's saying. I don't want to take attention away from it. Right. But I'm not saying that. I'm no, saying no, 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 no. That was his point, though. You're, you're, you're just reiterating his point. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that basketball is not big enough to take the focus off of the issues. Right. And right, he's right. saying that it is. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. He's saying that going and playing basketball will distract people from the issues at hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, the yeah. opposite, that yeah, it's okay. not. Uh, right on. Yeah. Listen to me, laddie. <laughs> Stop drawing and listen. I'm listening. I'm just fucking around. Let's get yelled at. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Well, well, it's because you're you're gonna confuse the listeners. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna Web confuse is, our five. Web is running around. Web is like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> what is Kyrie? I, I don't, did I misunderstand what Kyrie meant? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. We can we can keep talking about this, uh, Bo. What else? Uh, do you have any opinions or have you seen anything else that I missed? It's weird. It's, it's, I'm glad all this stuff is, people are talking about it more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, these are not new problems. And I hope there is actually some actual good change that comes about. And I hope we have basketball selfishly. I hope there's a damn COVID vaccine that's effective and we can get rid of COVID too. Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm saying. that would be the ideal thing for sure. To really give people some comfort, uh, we need that more than anything. Is for people to just feel comfortable again. I mean, they're they're talking about bringing back schools in August when we don't have a vaccine. We don't know what's going on. We're supposed to be. In yeah, I don't space. know how the fuck that's going to work. Right, right, absolutely. And so, at least we know when it comes to sports. Guess what? Make sure nobody's got a fever and put nobody in the stands. Hey, guess what? We'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, that's all, I got an idea. That's all they can do right now. Right. And is that enough? Some people say it is. Some people's not sure if that's enough. Yeah, there's a lot of people still at risk. You've got older people that work in the NBA, assistant coaches, head coaches, referees. You've got a lot of older people that are involved, and they are high risk. Right. Um, if they get sick, it could be really bad. If something terrible happens, I can see them just like shutting it down. See, but you're right, right. I could see it. You think they have a plan B or no? Uh, if somebody gets sick and dies while they're playing basketball in Orlando, <laughs> yeah. I think they stop. I don't know. 
I think but if somebody stop. gets it, then I guess it's same same difference. They just stop playing. Um, if somebody gets it, they have a plan in, in place where that person has to be quarantined for two weeks and then come back with – they have to be tested to come back. They right. will be allowed to come back, but they have to be clear of COVID-19 to play. And they, I, I believe the way that works is that person can be replaced at that time. That roster spot can be replaced. Right. And right now, I think I read that they're going to allow 17 roster spots as opposed to the original 15. But that could change, too. That could go in a different direction. That could All these things can still be changed. I don't know. What else is there to say, really? I don't know. Um, we can move on. If anybody has anything to add, now's your chance. Along those lines, did you guys see that Dave Chappelle special that came out? No, uh-uh. No, I need to. Yeah, it's super good. It was uh, very thought-provoking, interesting. Not really like the funniest thing in the world, but it was, it was good. It was Chappelle basically just speaking about how, how he feels right now, and it was super moving. It was awesome. I loved it. I watched it a couple times. Super good. You guys should check that out. Anybody that's listening, definitely go look at that. Yeah. What else happened this week? Did you guys get into anything interesting or fun this week? I got a long hangover. You got a hangover? <laughs> you went out and partied Friday night, right? Well, yeah, well, all day. I ran into you. <laughs> yeah, you saw me up at work. I went to go. I started drinking around like 12. I just haven't had a day like that, you know? Yeah. Like, you just got drinking. Just cut loose. <clears throat> right, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to do that. So I went up, met a buddy of mine, you know, Jason. Went and met Jason, mm-hmm. had some beers. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try to go get a haircut. I start going to get a haircut, Bo. And then next thing you know, I look over to where Jeff works. And Vanelli's over there. Ben's over there and another guy. And they start banging on the door. And I look over. And then Jeff's there with them. So I go in, get a time for my haircut. Then I go into his place and uh, drank and hung out until the lady came and got me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I had dinner with my girlfriend's dad. And we had, I had a couple of drinks over there and switched alcohol, which is a bad, bad choice i shouldn't have switched alcohol <laughs> and then i went to another bar after that and then switched up out more alcohol again and i hurt all day on saturday so yeah. kids don't do that well hey, well you're getting too old for that shit dude i think i'm way too old for <laughs> shots i think i am there was a whole how i met your mother episode about that like how after you hit 27 years old you don't take shots anymore <laughs> yeah i can see that i didn't listen to it to the advice yeah well what happens is we start drinking and we start having fun and then we want to keep drinking and at a certain point you cross a line where you're borrowing happiness from the next day <laughs> for that night yeah you're like, like i know i'm gonna suffer tomorrow but like i'm having such a good time tonight let's keep going right yeah uh, we're all guilty of that i know i am it's like oh all right one more drink one more. Yeah. I wasn't going to drink at all. And then Jeff's like, you know what? Well, I'm going to drink. And I'm like, well, shit. I guess I'm going to have to drink too. Yeah, I'm going to have a couple beers because this is, this is a fun time of my week. Like when we get to get together and do this, this is something I look forward to all week. Right. I prepare for all week. And this is like the one fun thing I get to do, which is why we started doing it in the first place was to have fun. Yep. 
and to sit around and maybe have a couple beers and talk hoops. That's <laughs> like that's well when um when I was staring out the window of my house wondering what I was doing with my life, I started thinking about what do I like to do? And I like to hang out with my friends, have a couple beers and we inevitably just end up talking about hoops all the time. Pretty much. Especially with the group of people that I've just ended up surrounding myself with at this point in my life. We all hang out at the same places. We all have very similar interests. And that's what it inevitably always comes down to. Right, right. And that's really why we started doing this was like just have some fun. And and I know Bo likes talking hoops. So he was one. You and Bo were like the first two people I asked to do it. And you both said yes. <laughs> Yeah. Luckily, you just asked me because I get out of work at ten in the morning. <laughs> no, I mean, I would. We would have scheduled. We would have scheduled this around your schedule. Oh, that's awesome. Like I, I schedule my schedule changes according to this. Like I make work. I make my buddy Brian at work make my schedule around this. <laughs> like, hey man, Mondays are off limit. Yeah, off limits now. For sure. <laughs> And if it ever has to change to a different day, it will. But for whatever reasons, there could be a day where I don't have Mondays off anymore and we have to change this to a different day. Who knows? Dude, I totally forgot. I've got the best story ever. And I, I and what I did this week. All right. Let's hear it. Bo, I don't know if you know this, but uh, yeah. So I got to play golf with Jerry Lawler. Oh, you sent that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. So long story short, a friend of mine, Muck Sticky, who's like a, local musician around here. He's a good buddy of mine. He plays golf with us as well. Jeff, you've played with him before. I have. Anyways, he calls me one day and says, hey, look, what are you doing tomorrow? If you're free, I got a tea time. I'm like, okay. He goes, because Jerry Lawler's playing. Now, Jerry Lawler is from WWE. He is in the Hall of Fame for wrestling for WWE. He's pretty much like, uh, it, I mean, a lot of people know who he is. He's a big celebrity, right? Universally known. Right. I think. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I'm, we see him around here in Memphis all the time. We're just kind of like, oh, that's Jerry Lawler. It's cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so playing golf with them was really neat. And I decided not to drink at all because sometimes if I drink after a couple beers, I, I just don't care. But I went in there <laughs> with a good attitude and like, I'm going to beat the king Jerry Lawler at golf. <laughs> it's not every day you get to play with a celebrity. And one, I wanted to play with a celebrity because I've always wanted to do like a, uh, a pro-am. You know, and in my job, in my position, I could possibly maybe maybe be able to do that. But I just wonder how my nerves would be, you know? And anyways, mm-hmm. so go there, play with, play with, uh, meet Jerry. We start playing. Everything's good. So then all of a sudden I say to him, I said, man, did you ever see that? This is a good story too there, Bo. I said, did you ever see the documentary of Michael Jordan? You know, that, that, that 10 series thing. He's like, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. So we start talking about Jordan on the golf course, how much he betted, what he would bet, not just holes, but strokes, things like that. And then he's like, no, 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 I never played with him, but I got to play with Charles Barkley once. And he says, Charles Barkley pulls out his phone and calls Michael Jordan. <laughs> and he goes, hey, man, guess what? I'm playing golf with Jerry the King Lawler. He's like, dude, that was cool. Hangs up the phone with him, calls Tiger Woods, and says, <laughs> Hey, man, I just got to play golf, or I'm playing golf with Jerry Lawler. He's like, no way. What the fuck? Right. And I'm sitting there like, 
So I called my mom and told my mom that I was playing golf with Jerry Lawler. No. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, they hold him in such high regard. Isn't that crazy? Michael Jordan. Right. Tiger Woods. Some of the best athletes ever. Right. Are like, oh, damn, that's cool. And the fact that they would want to know that Charles was doing that, too. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where we take for granted that he lives here in Memphis. I've seen him in uh, the place where I work before. Yeah. Eating. And it's like, all right, there's Jerry Lawler. Like, you see him around. And it's it's a weird thing where just, other places people hold him in such high regard. Well, just think about this. Michael Jordan would walk over there and ask for a picture. <laughs> he probably would. Yeah. He'd like, probably want to yeah. go hang out or something. Probably play golf with him. Lawler's getting a little older now, too, huh? Yeah. So, long story short, we both scored 49s. 49s. Yeah, dude, I scored an, I had an eight on one hole and a six on another. <laughs> but other than that, I was three, I, I'll show you the, the, the card. I was three strokes ahead of everybody. And then I hit in the damn woods and I just couldn't get right after that. I mean, I, I actually did, just that one hole sucked. I don't want to pry too much into Lawler's personal time with you, but does he hit the long ball? Does he crush it? Because he used to be a pretty strong dude. Yeah, no, he's, uh, does he play old man golf? He's hitting hybrids from 150 yeah. yards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He hit him. He hit some straight at least, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really looking for his ball. Uh, yeah. He's he wasn't the best. I mean, he plays like how we play. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was kind of wondering, like, man, this guy must be really good because, like you said, he probably just kills it off the tee. Man, he doesn't. Like it's an average tee. It's a scrambler, right? And then he grabs the hybrid and just next thing you know, he's right by the yeah by by the green. But you, you learn to hit those long irons and long woods if you can't get off the box. Nice dude, though. Super nice dude is like, and he's competitive. And you know when someone's competitive because mm-hmm. as soon as you get done off the green, they just say, before you get to the card, it's, what'd you get? Mm-hmm. They want to get everybody scoring. We do that when we mm-hmm. play. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Like, he's into it. He's in it to win it. Yeah. And you don't get to where Jerry Lawler is without being competitive. Right, right. Being, being a dog, in a sense. And it was just good when I said four, and he was like, six. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he already knows your score. Right. He, oh, he knew. Yeah. He, he, just, he knows what's he going just wants on. wants to see if you know it. Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> right. You, you nailed that. So that was cool. That was, that was a nice little story. You I've know? played golf with, with guys like that. They're like, what'd you get? And, he, and they'll be like, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. And they're like, I was counting your score and my score the whole time. I'm counting everybody's scores. It's just second nature to them to do Bo, that. Just, Jeff does that to me when we play. So, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, are you sure? The best is when I we played at Stonebridge one day, and I ended up hit, no, it was Quail Ridge. I played Quail Ridge, and I ended up getting up on the side of these trees and stuff. And then Jeff took a picture of me and was like, "There we go, that's your ball." Let everybody know you hit it up. There. You were probably picking it up. Did you pick the ball up? I'm taking pictures of you moving your ball around. I'm going to amend illegally. my Fifth Amendment rights uh, to this and not answer this question. Over there fucking cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, uh, you know, you should plan a trip to Memphis sometime. You guys uh, have any plans to get out of Minnesota? We might come down in July. Yeah? Yeah. You know you got to record a studio podcast if that happens yep yeah i probably do how are we gonna do the the but i gotta i gotta see my grandmother and y'all are all over the place with your covid exposure oh yeah is that what you're worried about yeah okay 
It's cool. We'll we'll just bring a big old. You can wear a big old suit. Yeah, there you go. I guess I could put a up rain some plexiglass. <laughs> some plexiglass <laughs> with your recycled central air conditioning. Yeah. Do you know what we do at the radio station now? They hang a uh, shower curtain. Okay. So you can like hang a shower curtain around to like you're in your own little area. Yeah, you can could, still see and everything works. We could quarantine Bo in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, Bo. I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, you know, with with my, Kate, my wife working in the hospital and then, mm-hmm. you know, we've been pretty careful. I, I just, I'd hate to. Uh, Get us exposed? What are we worried about getting him exposed? He needs to worry about getting well, us no, exposed. The, the, well, yeah, the, there's all sorts of exposure, but getting exposure from you guys or me getting you guys, ex- you know, yeah, well, I'm being, I've been, I've been pretty careful about this whole thing. What do we have to do? Get tests? That's what Joe Rogan does. What? He has his, his guests get tested. I don't know how quick the turnaround is. Yeah, yeah you can get them in 48 hours. A lot can happen in 48 hours. That's true. We'll see. We're, we're still not sure if we're coming down, but we'd like to. I want to see my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll figure it out. Can I ask why you move? I don't know why. Why do you? Why do you move there? Why do you live there? What do you do for a living? What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> what What exact dates are you going to be gone? Right, right. No, but did, I mean, did um, you move there for work or? Uh, no, my wife, uh, Kate, her work. Or she she applied for jobs here in Minnesota in the Twin Cities, and then also in Colorado. After she finished her residency training and we just we thought that this would be a good place to it's a good place for physicians to practice medicine the state of minnesota is and then also it's a good place they have good inner city public schools so i wanted to be in the city and she wanted to have you know theoretically a good good place to practice medicine so this checked those boxes she's from here oh also um her parents her parents live yeah. about 45 minutes from here. So now the upside is that I don't have to spend any vacation time on visiting my in-laws. So we get to, we get to see them when it's convenient and, and I'm, there's that. I'm sure she's happy with the situation. Yeah. We like it here. I mean, we like, we really like our neighborhood. She likes her job. Um, yeah. The, the cities are cool. That's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lived here for a while, Letty. Um, Back when she was in school still, right? Yeah, I was in school, and then she went back to school, and then yeah. she tried to get into UT Memphis, but was unsuccessful, and she got into the school in Hattiesburg, William Carey. Yeah, that's when you guys lived in Hattiesburg for a while. How long I have y'all been together? Um, we started dating back in 03, 04. College. God. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good, good deal. College sweethearts. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Don't lie. He met her on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have Tinder back then. <laughs> yeah, she was a, already a doctor, and then uh, he met her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Is she a doctor? Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my girlfriend works in the medical field to a point, man. She does all right. Yeah, it's a good profession to have. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Got to put a lot of work in for that sort of thing. She went to medical school for eight. Well, yeah, eight years. I mean, she's. she's I got done. What with, does she do? She's a dentist. A dentist. Nice. I need to get my teeth cleaned. They haven't called me back. An oral Just hygienist. Go. What's cool is she does pediatrics now. 
But uh, she uh, she she did that for. I mean, she's been doing it for such a, such a long time, and she kind of got started early. I don't say early, but I mean, she went to medical school, got all of her stuff, and she's been out rocking and rolling, doing her thing for such a long time. You know. Bo, so, did you say your teeth are falling out? I still need to get teeth cleaning. Oh, it's. I'm speaking of dentists. <laughs> I mean, no, I my teeth are all, all intact. I can't <laughs> tell you when the last time I paid for toothpaste. Oh right. <laughs> and floss. That's funny. Right. Big, big expenditures there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Two ninety nine a month. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Over the week, I watched a few movies. Actually, Saturday morning, I think I watched the uh, the King of Staten Island. Ooh, is that good? Have you heard of this? Yeah, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Bill Davidson Burr. movie. I thought it was really good. It's a Judd Apatow movie. It's yes. directed by Judd Apatow. His movies are always good, in my opinion. I always like those. You know, he made a Knocked Up, a whole lot of movies. He also did Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like where he started, mm-hmm. more or less. Judd Apatow's a funny guy. He knows what's going on. He gets it. This movie was loosely based around the life of Pete Davidson, I believe. Yeah. Bill Burr is fucking hilarious. I love Bill Burr. So as soon as I saw, maybe I was a little biased because as soon as I saw he was in it, I already was like excited to watch it and happy to see it. And he has like this big ridiculous mustache in the movie. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. I thought it was really good. I guess if I could kind of get into it a little bit. Pete Davidson's mom, who's a single mom because Pete Davidson's dad was a firefighter and he dies which relates to his real life. His real father died in 9-11. So that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of based on his real life. So his mom starts dating a new guy who is also a firefighter, and that's Bill Burr. Right. And there's a lot of conflict there. There's a lot of pushback. A lot of things happen. So Pete Davidson's character, his mom is played by Marissa Tomei, who's great. Yeah. Gotta love Marissa Tomei. Her and Bill Burr, I really love their chemistry together. It really made the movie super good. Like I like that a lot. Maud Apatow, who is Judd Apatow's daughter, you've seen her grow up in all these movies. They, she was the dark-haired girl, and so this is 40. She's in a lot of the movies, but she's like all grown up now. She's like a young adult now. What's her name? She plays Pete Davidson's little sister. What's her real name? Maud. Maud M A U D E. Maud Apatow. She's like grown up. It's kind of interesting to see her. But the movie, I mean, it's typical Judd Apatow. It's a lot of sitting around smoking weed in the movie. It was really funny. It's a it's a comedy, really. I thought it I consider it like an instant classic if you're into those kinds of movies. Yeah. Like, this is one that I'll probably go back and watch over and over. His wife is... That's his wife? <laughs> yeah. That, she's a smoking hot chick from... Um, uh, she's been in everything, but da- uh, yeah. Big Daddy. She, um, it was a really good movie. I would highly would recommend it if you can get it. It's uh, it's all streaming. It's streaming everywhere. You got to pay for it, whatever. Um, I'll have to check it out. Sounds good. Yeah, it's good. It's worth a watch for sure, Bo. I think you would like it. Did you rent it? Yes. I almost rented it Saturday night. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. 
It's worth it. It is. Apparently, it was supposed to be straight to streaming, the movie. Yeah. And uh, uh, somehow there was like a misunderstanding, and a bunch of drive-in theaters got it, and they like viewed it for a weekend, and oh, then it's it was awesome. then it was pulled because they're like, no, this is supposed to only be streaming. There right. was like a misunderstanding somewhere. That's kind of kind of funny. We thought it was going to be on Netflix, so we went oh. home. Yeah, we went home to go watch watch that, and then it's like, oh, check out. I got Amazon. I got Amazon Prime, but it's like. I don't know. It's pretty expensive. It's like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, dude. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, they they do that. You have to buy the movie right now and then. But here's this like message. Go ahead. Twenty bucks, man. That's a lot. But yeah, but this is what they said. They said you can hold it for thirty days, but once you watch it, you have to start it and finish it. You can't like. That's what it said on the Amazon Prime thing. I was like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, like, that's kind of a deterrent to pay twenty dollars and never actually own something. Right, but if it's good, and but it, on the flip side, if you go to the theater, it's $28. Right, they're trying to do theater at home. That's exactly what it is, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an interesting, uh, it's a new way of doing it. It's a, a cool new way concept. of doing it, yeah. They just need, I just need better seats, <laughs> better seating and a better television and free popcorn and I'd be all right. Yeah, and some surround sound. Shit, <laughs> I don't even have a chair in my place. <laughs> Laddie's got a TV. And he just leans up on the wall and watches TV. <laughs> like Michael Scott in that one scene. He's like, I just yeah. stand here all day and watch my plasma. Oh, right. His little tiny TV. <laughs> if I need more room, I just push it back. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. He's in that con- totally controlling relationship. That was one of my favorite episodes of any date night, whatever, or the dinner party. Mm-hmm. Dinner party on The Office. Great one. Great. I remember one. that one. I've seen The Office. I think I've seen them all. That's a funny one for sure. Because there's that's like a lot of shit happens in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> She's got that like uh, former work associate. His uh, whatever we don't have to get into it, but <laughs> she's listening to his music. <laughs> she starts like fiving out. Oh, oh, Carell's Carell's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter was the uh, yeah. Was the, uh... <laughs> Take me by the hand. She's like vibing out to me. Make me a man. <laughs> that one night. Dude, they're like, you just fucked your assistant. He made a song about it, and now you're playing it in front of this guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. That show was really funny. But then the best part of the whole thing is that Jim steals the CD. <laughs> he yeah. steals it. Uh, that's good stuff. Let's see. What else? I watched uh, The Five Bloods. I want to watch that. That's a good one. Uh, that was better than I thought it would be. It was classic Spike Lee. So you, you know, there's all kinds of weirdness that happens. He goes in a lot of different directions with it. I thought it was really good, though. It's a drama. Some of the music, I, it felt like it was a little over the top for the scenes. That's the only real thing that felt weird to me. But a really good movie. Tells a great story. It's about this group of guys that fought in Vietnam together. And one of the guys they fight with uh, ends up dying in Vietnam, and they bury him there. So this group of guys in present day go back to try to bring his body home, but there's a catch. So they're going back for both things, and it tackles a lot of it tackles a lot of uh, issues. The uh, Black Lives Matter movement is involved. When's um, it supposed to take place? Like what time period? Present day. It tackles a lot of things. That's my train of thought. <laughs> so I saw it on the uh, on the thing on Netflix. Oh, 
Bo, do you need to go? Uh, the boy's up. I probably need to All right. get, get to my duties. Yeah, we can let you go. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up and get out of here. Uh, Bo, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, okay? No worries, man. I'm happy to do it. It's fun. Awesome, man. Hey, I'm ready for some basketball, so, again, selfishly. Yeah, I know. We're getting there, man. We're about a month and a half here away from watching real games. We'll try to keep up with it. I'll call you this week, and we'll... Uh, We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, see, we'll figure out that clean feed, maybe get the sound a little better. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure out how to make you sound a little better this week, and we'll keep up with the NBA and uh, talk about it next week, okay? All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Right, man. We'll see you. All right. What was I talking We are talking about the movie. Yeah, all right. We were talking about The Five Bloods. It, oh, yeah, okay. So it tackles a lot of issues, post-traumatic syndrome what is it called ptsd ptsd it tackles that issue uh these guys that fought in vietnam how much that whole situation fucked up so many people yeah just fucked them in the head and it it definitely dives right into that it was really good acting the dialogue is hit and miss i don't know sometimes it's a little iffy but Mm -hmm. overall just a great movie and and people hold spike lee to a high level this may not be the best movie he's ever made, but it's still a really good movie. The, I, I want to see it for two reasons. One, I, I, I don't really dig, like, shoot em up war movies. Right. I don't know. Like, Saving Private Ryan's okay. Like, I've seen Platoon and uh, certain movies. Like, it's okay. But for some reason, I, the, the filmography of this looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? They're in the jungle. Like, they're... Yeah. Like they're it looks real. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I want to watch it for that and the fact that like Spike movies, movies, Spike movies, movies are normally, they take different, it's about different issues. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. He's looking at things from a totally different angle as a director. He's, right. He's super good. Right. And so like this one seems it's it's a lot of action and adventure and it's a whole different realm to see him produce something like this and direct something like this. Yeah. I don't think he has anything like this whatever he's but done uh, all kinds of stuff right 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 and, he, and he's more about issues and, and the movies are about mm. there's a there's an underlying tone there that they eventually get to mm-hmm. and it's like people's ways of getting to xyz yeah. this one's like first like blowing up and all this i'm like yeah i, I gotta watch that yeah he uses his platform yeah for you sure know? he's not taking a stand to by just not making movies he's using movies to help get his across and that goes all the way back to the first thing you talked about yeah was hey man you have a platform here playing basketball right we understand it totally but you know what man you can tweet all day long but if you're out there making a difference and showing and talking and being in the public eye guess what now there's more substance around it and you can Uh reach more and more people i think you get your point across more that way by just being prepared when you do get there to play and having a statement ready or something, you know? Yeah. I think it's, it seems obvious to us. Like, use your platform. Yeah, for sure. I think it carries more weight. And if Spike Jones said, I'm not making a movie until things change, like, you're really only hurting yourself. Why don't you use your movie to make a change? You're right. It's a really good movie, though. I highly recommend everyone to watch both of those movies. It was a lot of fun to watch both of those movies. I enjoyed them. 
I we wasn't did. distracted like fucking around with my phone or anything during either of those movies. <laughs> you were just watching straight up. I was just watching the movies. I was uh I, I watched that Jeffrey Epstein thing. I mean, I don't want to get into all that kind of stuff, but that dude was fucked up. Yeah. And that whole situation, dude, and I was telling you this before we got on, man. I didn't even talk about it because I could get <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, I watched like five or ten minutes of it and I turned it off. I was like, I don't want to fucking watch this shit. It, you know, I was just watching because I didn't know a lot about it. Like I I, I got the premise of it. You know, yeah. but then all of a sudden it dives into him and like how he got to where he was. Then all of a sudden all the creepy shit that he was doing and the people that he associated with. Dude, it's just, it's just odd. It's just so odd. And what's crazy is the fact that it actually happened right. I mean, he died a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden there's a documentary about it. It's like, wow. Y'all look like you're waiting for this to happen. You know, mm -hmm. it's creepy, way creepy. Yeah. That whole situation is disgusting and it's, abuse of power it's uh, it's the worst yeah that's a that's a gross thing <laughs> yeah it was odd it was so weird yeah i don't know if i want to fucking watch it. i don't want to put my head in that place it was weird dude if you if you do it's get get ready for it yeah it sounds it, pretty it, heavy it, it's very heavy it's very yeah, heavy i'm sure it is <clears throat> let's see letty you got any plans for this week i don't <sighs> Just resting and work and trying not to get drunk as well. I'm drinking beer right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a couple beers. Uh, no, that's about it, man. Uh, maybe go play golf. I don't know if you've got a whole lot going on this week. I might have a, I might have some time. I think be. some guys from the sports station may want to go play. So I was like, all right. Yeah. So um, if I do, it'll be during the week, not on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I kind of want to watch the King of Staten Island. Yeah, you should. I think you should. I think we should call it a day. Yeah. I think we should wrap it up. I had fun talking with you. Absolutely. Appreciate Bo being on there. Thank you to anybody that's listening. Much appreciated. What's that phone number again? 365.75? Yeah, do you not have it memorized? Hell yeah. <laughs> it's easy phone number. Yeah, tried to pick one. It was easy to remember. The NBA is currently on hold, but it's coming. It looks like it's close. That'll be a lot of fun. But anyway, yeah, give us a call. Uh, if you heard anything you want to respond to today, or if you're feeling any way about anything, give us a call. Until next week, we're going to get out of here, but uh, everybody be safe out there, and, and, you know, let's all get along. Thanks again for listening. I will now sell five copies of the three EPs by the beta band. Do it. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.
Blue. I asked in time again. 